This is Work From Home, the podcast that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry and today the second part in my conversation with Ellie Earls, who is a bona fide digital nomad. She's the real deal. She's been doing it for many, many years, working remotely from a ton of different countries, which is, as many people see it, really living the dream, you know, working from Bali uh, for the companies that you're working for here in the UK. Ellie's been there and done that. And I really wanted to get her on to talk about her experience and really learn about what the the dream of remote work can really be and whether that's something that more of us should uh, should aim for. You might be, you know, an accountant and you're doing it from your laptop on a beach in Bali. Like, what was that like? Is it the dream? Sometimes, sometimes living the dream is actually living the dream. Like, I have got my fair share of infinity pool moments. And, you know, like a couple of years ago, I spent six weeks living in a villa on a Thai island with three nomad friends and... We would co-work in our villa, swim in our pool, go to the beach, go to yoga. Like that was life. Sometimes it really is living the dream, but not all the time. <laughs> other t- other times it's dashing off an article from the floor of an airport or missing a Skype interview with an important exec because you can't get Wi-Fi. Right, totally. And um, I mean that used to happen more back when the internet wasn't as good but things like that still happen and yeah and then missing out on a couple of days of work because your visa's run out and you've got to switch countries and exactly you know. <laughs> like there are a lot of logistical challenges you know if you're moving quickly or even if you're not moving that quickly if you're moving every three months it's still finding accommodation finding flight um, finding the nearest supermarket, making new friends in yet another new place. Like it's all of those things on top of running your own freelance business, which is kind of a challenge anyway. Yeah. So you have all those extra things piled on top. But I don't know, the way I look at it is that there are challenges with any lifestyle and I would, I'd prefer to have those challenges. Yeah. And I mean, there are lots of people now that have gone from the office, they've put into remote work, they might have been uh, made redundant. That's really common. So lots more people are going freelance and they're working from home. There's lots of people sort of sitting in their flats that they've barely left for the last six months thinking, I you know, need to get out of here. Like, what would you say to that kind of person? Like, should they, should everyone go and work from co-working offices in Bangkok? I don't think it's for everyone. I think if it's something that is calling to you and something that you've wanted to do, then absolutely try it. But I think there are certain things that you have to know before you go. For example, like it does get lonely. It can get lonely. Like that whole thing of moving to a new country and having to make new friends all the time, like that can be really exhausting. And if you're not prepared to for that to be part of your life, then maybe it's not something for you. But on the other hand, like the good side of that is that you meet all these amazing people that you wouldn't have if you don't do it, but you really do have to put a lot of extra effort into that side of your life. Sure, totally. 
so from the outside looking in, it's it's largely freelancers and people that are starting their own businesses and so on. But that's actually not to say that you could you can easily be a career person doing this. If you how many sort of digital nomads do you know that are are people that have ordinary what could be could be defined as nine to fives? They just choose to do it from a different country each month. Yeah, quite a lot. I'd say the majority at the moment are probably still freelance or entrepreneurs but I've met a lot of people who just who work remotely for a company like when I've stayed at co-living spaces particularly I would say like quite a large proportion of them would work for maybe a like for example there was a girl who worked for a company in Silicon Valley designing maps and her company let her do it from anywhere and there's all sorts of things like that that you wouldn't have thought of But I think, and I've kind of interviewed people about this as well, I think that what's going to happen now is that a larger proportion of the digital nomad community are going to be people who work for companies because more people are discovering the lifestyle now. Exactly. Yeah. What my focus is always on is the fact that this is like people with normal jobs that aren't necessarily freelancers and stuff. Because that, So I just think that that's a really interesting kind of section of of the digital nomad community that actually people can relate to like it is just normal you can just have your normal job so one of the communities that i'm part of is called digital nomad girls which is amazing this girl jenny set it up five years ago when she was uh you know relatively early digital nomad and she was in thailand and she was struggling to meet other nomads so she set up this community it's now grown to thirty thousand members And it's grown by 10,000 since the coronavirus. Through that, I do virtual co-working. So you all log into a Zoom room and co-work together. And you meet a lot of different nomads doing that. And a lot of them are employed. A lot of them work for a company and just work remotely. Just doing everything from marketing to consultancy there's lawyers there's loads of different professions absolutely yeah and that's and i think that this is something we've talked about again and again on the show is just like more companies well all companies have had to adjust to this way of working we're all we're all digital nomads at this point it's just that we happen to be based in our homes there's really very little leg that many companies will have to stand on to stop people from wanting to do this and if you can still function really well which you've discovered is obviously very possible and there's a huge community out there of people doing this there's nothing really to stop once lockdown eases in you know whenever that may be that people can start going do you know what i'm just going to keep i'm just not going to go back to the office i'll keep my job and i'll work from nine to five but in (laughs) wherever else and that might not be the nine to five of my boss but so long as i'm getting my work done that's all that matters so i think this is a really cool opportunity that people wouldn't otherwise have been aware of until now yeah. A lot of people, again, from being part of Digital Nomad Girls, a lot of people have joined the community because they have discovered this whole idea of being a digital nomad because of lockdown. Or they had thought about it before, but had never quite had the you know, courage to take the leap. And this has given them that. And you're seeing, yeah, so many more, so many more people doing it. It's it's super interesting to me as someone who's been doing it for a long time that suddenly in the space of like three months, the entire world suddenly wants to do it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really, but it's really cool. And I think, I think more people should do it. I think one of the things that stopped people, you know, people that might have had the idea to do it, but didn't want to is, is that, is that scary leap of quitting their job and having to go freelance because for many people that just was the choice. If you wanted to go somewhere that isn't your office, you know, remote work just wasn't an option. Whereas now I think just for more and more people, they actually don't have to quit their jobs. They can just continue and, and, and do what, do what it is that they want to go. And also I think that because like the nomad community has been going for a while now in a very small way, taking the leap is easier now because there are more resources out there, more communities, more infrastructure, more people to talk to about it, more remote job sites, more sites to find accommodation in these places, more co-living spaces, more co-working spaces. And that's all built up over the last few years. And now it's just like all there for people who want to do it. Totally. So thank you so much to Ellie. I really enjoyed our conversation. And actually, the next time we speak with Ellie, stay tuned for that. We're talking about dating as a digital nomad, which was a really interesting topic to get into. Anyway, you can find more information about her at ellieearls.com. That's E-L-L-Y-E-A-R-L-S.com. As always, would love it if you could share this episode with one person you think that might benefit from it. Uh, that would be amazing. And uh, why don't you follow me on Twitter? Go on, I dare you. My Twitter handle is at Podcast Harry. I'd love to chat to you there. All right, we'll be back in a couple of days' time. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.